Hi, I'm Stephanie Poole, founder and CEO of Birth Prep Academy. I'm on a mission to help pregnant moms prepare for their first birth. I'm sharing revealing conversations about what it really takes to successfully transition into motherhood. So join me here to discover things like what to expect in childbirth, how to prepare for your birth. We'll talk about breastfeeding and so much more. I am so grateful to share it all with you right here on Oh Baby, the podcast created for pregnant moms preparing for their first birth. Let's get started. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome. You guys, I am so doggone excited to just be here and to finally have this happening. It's been in my heart and in my mind for so long that it just feels good to finally get it out into the world and to hopefully add value to all of my first-time moms out there. So yeah, I am so, so excited. And I just want to say thank you in advance for listening and for hopefully subscribing and, and becoming a faithful listener. Thank you in advance. Okay, so with all of that out of the way, today's episode is about the three things I want you to avoid in early pregnancy. When it comes to your care for yourself, for your body, for your baby, this is something that I kind of put together. Now, and I should say this, this is my disclaimer. I I wanted to make sure I added this in. These are not sexy things. The three things that I'm going to list are, without a doubt, things that I'm sure your healthcare provider has probably expressed or has during an appointment, let's say, or have given you information about. So so this is not groundbreaking information, but I felt like it was important to really draw attention to these three things because in my own personal experience with pregnancy, as well as a lot of my clients that I've coached through their birth process, I know that these are three things that has come up pretty often. And so when we're talking about them today, I am not talking about them from a clinical standpoint, although they all have a clinical aspect. I am more or less serving as your your really good girlfriend to say, hey girl, these are some things that I remember I struggled with. I'm saying, hey girl, these are some things other first-time moms have struggled with. And it's just nice to have someone say, it's it's caution, you know, it, there's some there's some bumpy road up ahead. And so that is the perspective or the lens that I hope that you're able to listen to this particular episode through because these are again not not sexy things, but things that I want to make sure you really pay attention to to avoid some of the hardships that can be caused when when they're not paid attention to or not really cared for. So, with that being said, just remember this is you know, all about just helping you on your on your birth journey, especially if you are a first time mom. Okay, so with that being started, I'm going to hop into the first point that I wanted to definitely bring up, and it is to definitely stay hydrated. Or I guess since the title is worded "things to avoid," I want you to avoid becoming dehydrated. Okay, and just to break it down for you, if you're pregnant and you're listening to this, which would make total sense, right? Then you are likely taking prenatal vitamins. And let me just pause and say, if you are not already, 
I want you to pause this episode <laughs> and go and talk to your healthcare provider and definitely jump in on that, that necessity of making sure that you are supplementing your vitamins and nutrients that is needed to help you grow this little human inside of you. With that being said, prenatal vitamins, especially if you're like me, I was prescribed prenatal vitamins with iron. And that had a lot to do with my medical profile. Everyone is not prescribed the ones with iron. You can also get prenatal vitamins over the counter. So sometimes your doctor will just give you a recommendation of the, the ones that they want you to pick up if they uh, don't necessarily prescribe you some. But I would definitely, of course, first have the talk with your healthcare provider. But once you get started on those, especially if you are prescribed the ones with an iron supplement, iron can cause constipation. Now, remember, I said none of this stuff was sexy, okay? <laughs> and I definitely want to set the tone that when we get into these episodes, this is a safe space. We're going to be talking about everything. So I know you probably didn't tune in today to hear this stuff, but this is the real deal about the side of pregnancy and birth and postpartum that you may not necessarily get elsewhere. And so I want to make sure that we have those very real conversations here, and this is part of it. So, you know, it is very possible that those supplements can sometimes cause constipation. And so if that is the case, you definitely want to make sure that you don't become dehydrated because it can get very, very uncomfortable. And you just don't want to cause any undue stress, unnecessary stress on your body or having to push or anything like that. And so definitely stay hydrated to, to avoid that constipation. Also, another reason you want to avoid becoming dehydrated is because, you know, as your pregnancy progresses, the size of your baby will also begin to, to kind of squish your inner organs, if that makes sense, because your tummy becomes prime real estate. And so with that being said, a lot of your digestion is slowed down because of that. And staying hydrated helps to keep you more regular and just able to really deal with some of those digestive issues that can occur as the baby continues to grow. Not to mention that there is a direct correlation between staying hydrated and the health of your amniotic fluid. And of course, your amniotic fluid is where your baby is living. That is your baby's home inside of the placenta. And so you taking in adequate levels of water is going to be healthy, not just for you and your digestion and having regular uh, bowel movements and things like that for your body. It's also going to have a positive impact on your baby. And, and the amniotic fluid that they are in. So you definitely want to avoid becoming dehydrated because of that. Lastly, what I'll say really quickly is if you haven't already developed the habit of drinking water and, and having a good water intake every day, now is the time to really form that. Because as the pregnancy progresses, as you give birth, as you move into postpartum, your body is doing a lot of work. You don't want any unnecessary stress on your body you want to try and take care of it as much as possible. And dehydration can really lead to other things becoming a problem for you. So you definitely want to build that habit now 
of having an adequate water intake for all of the previously mentioned uh, reasons, as well as you will need to have that after you are, after you give birth as well. It helps in so many other ways. So definitely go ahead and try to build that as a habit or a routine that you are pretty solid in even through your postpartum phase. Hey mama, got an empty hospital bag? No birth plan? Or how about this? You want to make a birth plan, but don't know where to start? No problem. Today's episode is brought to you by Bump to Bundle Blueprint, an online program designed to help you create a stress-free birth blueprint in six weeks or less. Listen, if you think you need help preparing for your baby's arrival, you absolutely do. Check out our wildly popular free masterclass titled The Three Mistakes First-Time Moms Make When Preparing for Birth and What to Do Instead. This masterclass is chucked full with all kinds of valuable information like my three-step framework for creating a stress-free birth plan, the number one way to having a positive birth experience, and the secret to transitioning into motherhood like a boss. If you're pregnant and want to learn more about our proven method to help you prepare for your first birth, click the link in the show notes. See you there. Moving on, the second thing I want you to avoid becoming is sedentary. So I know that it, again, these are not sexy. These are not groundbreaking. It seems almost too obvious, but you would be surprised at how many women just have a hard time adjusting to the newness of their body changing, all of the things that come along with it, and and continuing to stay moving and being non-sedentary, right? Now, I'm not saying you have to have some strenuous workout plan. If you are already there, more power to you. But at the very least, to make sure that you're getting steps in, that you're walking regularly, that you're stretching regularly. These are all things that your body will thank you for during the birthing process. So if you aren't already a mover, it would behoove you to get moving. Now, again, it doesn't have to be anything, you know, full on level 10 in the gym. It might just mean taking a few extra steps, parking a little bit further away and making sure you're you're getting that motion in whenever you can. But it will help you during the birthing process to be full of motion and, and able to move and really just continue on with that. It's hard to put into words almost because I feel like it's so obvious and it's just a part of you know our everyday, but it's so necessary to, to draw attention to it because there is a such thing as you know, pregnancy fatigue. There is a such thing as not being able to really keep up with the weight gain because of the baby, especially in the last tri- trimester, you're putting on pounds considerably, you know, rapidly because the baby tends to pick up more towards the end. And so that can really slow you down. I mean, in all honesty, if I'm being honest, those it's a it's a change. It is a change for your body. And so I want to make sure that you are aware that this is going to happen and that you are prepared. And by being prepared, I mean that you have a game plan to, again, get steps in and just stay moving. It will help to combat 
pregnancy fatigue, because we know that even when you're tired, if you can just keep going and get, you know, get that movement in, it helps to reduce that fatigue considerably. It will also help you to maintain your healthy pregnancy weight. And it will help in terms of when your body is stretching and trying to accommodate for that belly space for your baby. Having that movement and the blood flowing and circulating will certainly, certainly help with that. So the second thing I want you to avoid is becoming sedentary. That is definitely something I wish, you know, someone would have brought to my attention. I I, I moved during my pregnancy, but I feel like I kind of did it towards the end as I was trying to just prep my body for birth. And in reality, I wish I would have done it more right from the beginning. I wish I would have just been more consistent with it. I believe I could have probably labored a lot better had I gotten that that motion in. And so with that being said, that is definitely the reason why it is on the list today to avoid. Okay. The third and final thing I want you to avoid is slacking on your self-care. So I am here to tell you it is so easy. If you haven't already um, experienced this, then I am here to, <laughs> to shout from the rooftops. It is so easy to, and I think this is this comes from being just women sometimes, you know. Um I think a lot of us, not everyone, but a lot of us are wired to be nurturing, to be caretakers, to be compassionate in a lot of ways. And regardless of what your thoughts is about that, at the end of the day, I, I believe that it can be a hindrance to to not be in balance with those things. So while I feel like it's important to have those elements in our lives, everything has to be in balance. And I have personally found, of course, I'm a mom of two myself, and I have found that I am my best when I take care of myself first. When I prioritize and put boundaries in place and, and really stick to taking care of certain things for myself is when I feel my absolute best. And my kids, of course, reap the benefit of that. And so one of the things that I always try to impart into, especially my first time moms, because you don't know what you don't know, Right. And you don't even understand how overwhelming it is to transition into motherhood. And so I am here again to just wave that that warning flag to say, yes, it, it is going to be a, a very involved transition. But knowing that you can have the opportunity to prepare to really understand the things that fuel you, the things that light you up the things that help you to be mentally balanced and have a positive well-being for your health and for yourself. Those things are important. They're important to know. They're important to um, regulate and have on a very regular routine so that you can fill yourself up almost second nature. It feels like second nature. Your self-care does not have to be involved. And by involved, I mean, it doesn't have to be complex. It doesn't have to be a full spa day. I mean, if that is what you truly like, then by all means, go for it. But sometimes it just means taking a 10 or 15 minute walk around your neighborhood by yourself, listening to, I don't know, your favorite podcast here with me, <laughs> hint, hint. or it could be, you know, your favorite playlist 
or an audiobook or maybe it's in complete silence maybe you don't you don't want to hear anything you know you just want to be alone with your thoughts whatever it is i want you to make sure you make time for that avoid slacking on your self care that's number 3 because you will need it you will need to pull and pour from what you have within to give to your baby and the only way to do that is to really be able to fuel yourself with the things that really light you up and that really will push you to then be able to show up for your baby and the other people in your life. So with that being said, just as a very quick recap, the three things that I want you to avoid in your pregnancy care is to avoid becoming dehydrated. We talked about the effects, how it will directly affect not just you, but your baby. Number two is to avoid becoming sedentary and how that will play a part in your birth journey and into your postpartum, your recovery, helping you maintain your healthy pregnancy weight. Guys, it's real. Like staying um, full of movement and in action will help you long term. And it may not feel like it now, especially if you're you're not necessarily already in that motion, but something is better than nothing. So I want you to really commit to, you know, just maybe one way, one way that you can continue to either get in motion or to stay in motion to really help with your birth, with stretching, with moving and things of that sort. The very last thing I want you to avoid is slacking on your self-care. I want you to commit today to those three things. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm over on uh, Instagram at Birth Prep Academy. I want you to DM me and tell me, you know, what are your three ways that you plan to really implement this or or better yet, which one sticks out to you? Which one is the one that, you know, you know, I got these two in place. I'm already in motion and I'm really good with my water intake, but I could really use a good self-care plan. I want to hear from you. So definitely hop over to Instagram. If you don't already follow me there, make sure you do. And I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM and let me know which one of these three do you feel like you're really good at or that you could improve on? I want to know. I want to hear from you. All right. With that being said, thank you again for just tuning in. I am, y'all, I got some really good stuff ahead. You do not want to miss these next few episodes coming up. So make sure you go ahead and uh, subscribe and really tune in. That way, not only will you get my next episode, but I will be releasing bonus episodes that you don't want to miss. And you won't get a notification unless you're subscribed. So go ahead and definitely download this follow me and this podcast. And I look forward to talking with you in the next episode. So until then, happy birthday.